Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 115. Holy crap, it's getting up there. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we've got Off-Road California Andy. Yes. And Tony Katz. Yes. And uh, we are here to talk about sports. We uh, currently have a uh, potential sweep game going on between the Warriors and Portland. But uh, before we get into playoff talk, should we just talk regular basketball talk? Yeah, non-playoff basketball. Non-playoff yeah. basketball. About a team that hasn't sniffed the playoffs in <laughs> years. Well, yeah, I think like how many years has it been? Like I think six? It's six years now. I think wow. when they had was it when they had Dwight Howard when was the last time they went. Yeah, no, I think they won one more year. I don't remember. Oh yeah, that was the last time. Last time they were good was was with like Pow and Kobe. Yeah. But yeah, the year with Dwight Howard was the last time. D'Antoni. Yeah, they got coach, beat yeah. by I think like. The Thunder or the Rockets? Oh, it was the Spurs. Like, I thought it was the Spurs. It was, it was, they were an eight seed. Yeah, the Spurs sounds right because I remember it was like, God damn. That, that Steve Nash team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll go with yeah. that then. So it must, must have been baby Kawhi back then. Yeah. Just a little little child. Um, Are we sure Kawhi was even around yet? Was he? He might have been. Yeah. He was there they, for the no, championship. They won a ring, yeah. And I think they won that ring in 14. He, was, our, he was there for both um, times they went to the final against Miami. So yeah, I think he would have been there. But, of course, we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, the purple and gold, you know, all-time great franchise. Really uh, not had a great run, despite the uh, acquisition of LeBron James this offseason. All um, good things come to an end. Their, their top executive ended up uh, leaving their leaving his job, at not even at the end of the season, but like a game before. And uh, we cover that. His name's Magic Johnson. He, he played for the Lakers in the 80s. May have heard of him. Yeah. So, um he made an appearance on uh, some ESPN bullshit or something yeah. this morning. Was it Stephen A's show or something? I don't know. Tony, yeah, you know? it was a first take. First, that's Stephen A. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen A. Smith, he was on there, and uh, yeah, he started talking about the reasons why he left the team, the position, and it was because of uh, one of the main factors, I guess, was because of their general manager Rob Palinka, and uh, people know him that he was Kobe so Bryant's agent. Rob Lowe He's plays a, him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he is very looks a lot like Rob Lowe. He could easily be his brother. And um, Magic Johnson was saying that apparently he was like, uh, so when you like heard it today, the media and stuff, it was like the biggest things they kept talking about was backstabbing. Like Magic Johnson left because he f- like he was Palinka was backstabbing him. Like he felt backstabbed by him. He was saying bad things about him, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so that is obviously what Magic Johnson said. But it was funny because I actually listened to what exactly Magic Johnson said. And it wasn't as bad as like obviously the media makes it sound. And that's obviously their job. But. What he essentially said, though, was, I guess when he got that job, he had told Palinka when he got there, like, hey, I only plan on being here three years. And he said, you know, I want to groom this job up for you. Like, I want you to eventually have this position, blah, blah, blah. And I guess, though, when he got the job, he said there was other agents out there that were calling him saying, hey, you got to watch out for Rob. Like, he's not that good, great of a person, yada, yada. And he was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't done anything to make me think that way. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to go in thinking like that. I'm going to give him a chance. And. Then, obviously, you know, you find out today that he was saying some uh, negative things about him and whatnot, and he just got to the point where he said he wasn't having fun going to work anymore and decided to just bounce out. I mean, I think that's always, like, a big move because there's a lot of us out there, I'm sure, that really don't enjoy going to work, and there's people that end up just staying there, and it's a big move for somebody to be like, you know what, I just don't like it here anymore, I'm not happy here anymore, and, you know, you move on. I wish we were all that lucky. Yeah, I mean, Magic for, Johnson has a lot for, of exactly. millions Magic, to fall back on. With Magic yeah. Johnson, I was just going to say that too. With Magic Johnson, it is obviously a little bit different because he does have millions. I would say, isn't he close to a billion? He or might be. He, I, I'm not sure. He's definitely close. He probably over, yet. you know, inflates it. But he has yeah. been very successful outside of basketball. Looks like a 600 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's yeah. not far away. And we don't know. We can't trust the. Yeah, exactly. Accuracy of those. Yeah. Money Inc. Money Inc. I don't know who was who's funding them. Could be a. Well, that's thing is also it's like fake. you know they he could be worth that, but it's like who knows? He's got secret money too. I'm sure. Oh we're yeah, all, if he's doing anything right, we're he's got all secret money. we're all in the mob. But yeah. uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's. It's kind of interesting that you do hear some of that stuff come out. Obviously, like later, and it's always interesting because you know I always say that too, like especially like you know betting on some sports and whatnot, or just the fact that we all follow sports closely is you don't know what's going on inside behind the cameras. You know, when the cameras can't be on 24 seven, 
And when the cameras aren't on, it is interesting to hear and end up seeing like what was going on. Like you think back to that one crazy Red Sox season when they were horrible, and then you find out that these pitchers are in the dugout during or in the clubhouse during the game and stuff, drinking beers and eating chicken and Candy powers. not giving a shit. And it's just, you know, it happens when you have that attitude. And uh, it's just interesting that uh, it's unfortunate it didn't work out. But, I mean, he if he is being truthful to what he's saying, that he didn't plan on being there for that long anyway, then I guess it doesn't matter. But also yeah. the other thing he also covered up was there was a lot of – there has been some rumors going on that the Lakers wanted to, or have thought about trading – LeBron James and Magic Johnson also clarified that today that that is no way happening. But I mean, I guess he's not there anymore, so who knows? I, I honestly don't even know what teams would really want to. Yeah, I agree. Trade for LeBron. I mean, obviously it's still LeBron, but like, what trade would the Lakers accept that another team would want? Like, yeah, you're trading the Sixers. Would the Sixers ever trade Ben Simmons? Probably not. Even yeah. though LeBron's definitely better, but even for the next three years, but. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've, th- I've thought about that too. Term. Like somebody said something about the possibility between of trading LeBron for Ben Simmons and like obviously probably something else. And I actually at first I was like, no, no. But then I thought about it a little more and I'm like, that actually wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the Lakers. Yeah, because be, be like a free asset, but also Ben Simmons is about to get paid pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. But that's nah, there. Is he there. still gating a Jenner too? Because that could be a I lot of trouble. I, I'm Probably. not sure. I don't when know a that. We got LA a, player dates one of those. Doesn't yeah, we'll have to have one out. of our uh, expert girls come in here one of these times and keep us updated on the expert girl. dating life. You know, we got these dating. No novice girls. We want <laughs> expert girls. Give us the expert ones. Yeah. It's clear. I think Magic Johnson's very honest, and I, I like that, but it's clear, like, he didn't want to do, like, the job, and I think he was probably upfront about that. I don't want to do all the scouting and all the, like, matching up money and the hard negotiations. He just wanted to be, like, a friend to the Lakers and get recruit players and hang out, that kind of stuff. Want to be a good old like, boy. He could still do that, and he didn't. I don't know. I, he said he'll still be around. He's still yeah, he's still he's, a Laker. He's, it needs to be at like a consulting level, yeah. like a paid for you know. That's what X he, he amount used to do that. Basis. Yeah. Before he uh, was part of the Dodgers ownership, I think he used to have that kind of that unofficial role with the Lakers. But what what is uh, scary for the Lakers fans is that is Palenka really just a Kobe's like avatar in this. So because if you're pitting the two most important, most popular Lakers against each other, that's and it's funny you say that because I was actually listening to something on the way over, and they talked about how Kobe has wanted his fingers or his fingers, his hands also, his fingers, his, his hands, little whatever, fingers, whatever, we'll say whatever. No, the term that's is. what that's what this reminds me of. Save that for the throne stock, yeah. Andy. Yeah, they uh, he's um does want I think a part of this franchise at some point and they were saying how he does say things to Jeannie Buss and Jeannie Buss does listen to him because apparently Kobe's the one that Rick told her that she should hire Palinka as the general manager so he definitely has a say in things and you know I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the near future maybe Kobe sneaks his way yeah. somewhere into the front office and then maybe even lands his uh, hands on the ownership one of these days like part ownership or some sort of ownership so, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be something to look forward to or look yeah, forward to. I mean, to, honestly, I if I'm a Lakers fan, which I'm not, I would want Kobe to take over because Kobe is, like, has incredible attention to detail and yeah. he's just so focused that I, he probably would actually be very good at this. Yeah, and he, he would stay up he all night watching has like a show called Division 2. Detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it's. No, he is, he's, like, whether you hate he, him or, he'd like. He'd be obsessive over it. Whether you love him or hate him, he, you have to respect at the end that he is very, very gifted in his knowledge of the game and looking at things and breaking things down. So, I mean, he's, he, you're right, he probably would be good at that. He'd be, like, one of those guys in their 50s or 60s that you see sitting there on the TV, like, watching the TV, like, yeah. probably Saban does and, like, Paterno did, and you're just looking at these. Well, I'd say, looking at these. comparing to another Laker legend, he, he could be the next Jerry West. Yeah. He could be that kind of guy, possibly, and. I don't know. I think he just doesn't want to admit it. But maybe that's why he's he's keeping the seat warm. Yeah. And if this was like an anime or something, he would rip the Rob Palenka mask off his face and be like, "Ha it was me all along." Maybe. And then he yeah. kicks uh, Genie Bus off like a mountain or something. Yeah, it was a Sparta ending. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that really took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm just hoping as Laker fans, I know Sean's a Laker fan over here also. I just hope this gets settled before the season starts. I mean, I know that's yeah. 
a long ways away, but it'll come quick. You know, October will be here before you know it. But the free agents this summer is yeah, the other big thing. Is, is June. Yeah, so the, there's going to be a lot of free agents this summer, and there's a lot of big names. I know, uh, obviously, uh, Kawhi Leonard's one of them, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. I mean, I don't think Durant's got a chance to come here, but he's still one. Jimmy Butler. I mean, there's tons of guys out there. And Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. <laughs> so, you know, you just think one of these guys, if you want to be able to land one of these guys, they better have their uh, stuff together. But, but before even that, there's the draft where – the Lakers somehow have the number four pick in the draft. And how did that happen? Did you uh, guys happen to see how the Lakers have stumbled upon that top four pick? Yes, because of Minnesota, right? What? <laughs> how did they get that pick? Isn't it just luck of the draw? No, because someone got the 11th pick, right? That put the Lakers to four or something like that? Or Lakers got for the, through the lottery. Yeah. The new lottery odds, the new system. Oh. Yeah, I was watching the whole thing. I didn't even really – I just well, turned it on before the The reason I say game. that is because when I was watching it, some team got the 11th pick. It was like Minnesota or something. And yeah, the moment they got that them. pick, yeah. Because the Lakers would have been 11th, so that means the Lakers jumped. Yeah, so then that jumped the Lakers did. to an automatic top four, yeah. though, I saw. It's a lottery, Tony. A lottery, you know how yeah. the lotteries work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still, though, I thought Next it was group. cool. Yeah, so uh, they, they changed up the system. Uh, the first four picks now were lottery picks and that they were like done by, you know, the, the awaited drawing where it used to be three. And also the worst team in the league now only had a 14% chance rather than a 25% chance of getting the number one overall pick. And the bottom three teams all have even odds instead of the last team having the best odds. So it changed, it changed it up and the way it worked, it was exactly how you know, maybe the NBA wanted it, where three teams ended up jumping. Uh, the Lakers had the uh, – they were the lowest team to jump. They went from, I think, 11 or 12 to 4. Yeah. And then the Memphis Grizzlies, who I think should have got the eighth pick, jumped all the way to two. But then the big winners were – The New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans, I think. They jumped from 10 to 1, and they had only had a 6% chance so, to do it. But 6% is not – that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. They said this time last year they would have had like a 1.8 chance based on. Jesus. So let me ask you something here, Andy, before we talk about like who's going to get drafted where and the fact of Zion going to New Orleans. <clears throat> do you think like this whole like new the way they do the lottery with the fact that some of these teams that actually had decent seasons get the number one pick, number two pick will change the way some teams play at the end of the season with tanking? Because it's a well-known thing that teams – Will maybe like tank and whatnot at the end, and uh, will they stop doing that? So I'm gonna have to disagree with Rudy Gobert here. Okay, yeah, because he tweeted, "Oh, this is that. the end of tanking." So like, first let's let's talk about tanking because there is a problem in the NBA, and I don't know if we there is gonna be a solution. But there's two types really. There's your team sucks and you don't try to make it better, and that's what the Knicks have done this year. It's what Philly did all those years, where just you don't even try to build the team because you're waiting for it to get enough young assets, and then try to do it. Lakers kind of did it. I mean, they tried to get free agents, but the Lakers got a bunch of high picks and then combined that with LeBron James and didn't end up working out this year. But the Lakers weren't really necessarily tanking, but they weren't getting good, so they were able to get high picks. But then the other side of it is when these teams just, at the end of the year, don't try anymore. Yeah. yeah and, and really, they don't do it by having their players... The well, players don't quit, yeah, but no, they just don't play their best players anymore. And I think it's to a point, obviously, because you don't want injuries to happen. Exactly. That's like the biggest so, thing, you know, and you want to have your young guys get a chance because maybe you do find a diamond in the rough in there somewhere. Because you look at you look at the Lakers and the Pelicans, two of the teams that benefit from this new system. The Lakers shut down LeBron. That wasn't because they were trying to get a better pick. Yeah. It was just because they don't want to they want to protect their asset. They yeah, don't want him getting injuries. Lonzo Ball might have been able to come back at the end of the season, but there's no no reason to do it. So these new all-lottery odds are not going to affect that ever. The Pelicans did the same thing with Anthony Davis. They're, he wants to be traded, and they didn't want to have him get hurt before they traded him, and so they just he didn't play at the end of the year, and that's still going to happen. And now it's like there's even a, a benefit to doing that. So you're going to get – the end of the season is going to be even worse. That's what – the last 20 games of the season just suck because teams are just – they're not playing their players, and teams that are out of it are not mm-hmm. trying as hard, and – this new system is not going to change that. All it does is hurt the teams that legitimately suck. Like, do you think the the young guys on Phoenix, like, tanked? Like, they didn't try hard? Or do you Absolutely think, like, most not. of those guys thought, this might be my only chance? Like, yeah. So. It's like a summer league. It's your turn to step yeah. up. 
See what show like, everyone what you got. Like I'll tell you, Zach Levine took you know all he he could get this season. This is probably well, the Bulls are still gonna be terrible, but he might have thought this is the only chance I have to score twenty three points a game or whatever he had. Yeah, and I'll always have that achievement. Yeah, can't and take it. I away. mean, the thing is, despite his performance in NBA two K seventeen, Zach Levine's just not that good of a player. He's useful. He belongs in the NBA. Yeah, he's not an all star. No. So. And now the Bulls are left with, I don't know, the sixth pick or something. So it's just hard for – the Bulls are bad, and they've been bad for three years. And if they're not getting – they got to kind of make the right pick, which is still possible. But, you know, add Zion to that team with Carter and Markin in, and maybe they're a playoff team. But now, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, uh, the, well, the biggest thing in that draft, though, was uh, there's three notable players in this draft. One of them very notable, and that's uh, <clears throat> Zion Williamson. Yeah, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard his name here. Yeah. Talked about it like once, I think. Yeah, he is uh, gonna go number one to the Pelicans. That's uh, I would be. I don't even know what to think if they weren't gonna take him. I mean, obviously, that's where he's. That's where he's going. Yeah, you think you have and, to think because of the way um, all the people celebrated at with the Pelicans that they, you know, they're taking Zion because it's like. Yeah, it was great that they got the number one pick, but like it's so much better that you got the number one pick in a year where there's a consensus number one player who's yeah, you know, people are saying how where does he rank among the, like the top prospects of the last twenty years? Not just like is he the best player in this draft, but is he the best player? You know, since I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, they said it hasn't been this excited for a number one pick in a long time. So anyway, he's going to New Orleans now. There's going to be the whole debacle thing of does this change Anthony Davis's mind? Yeah. And I guess that's going to be yet to be determined. I mean, will Anthony Davis be like, okay, you know what? Wait a minute. Maybe we see what can happen with him, and maybe we actually change things around, and maybe we get a veteran over here that wants yeah. to play with Williamson. And I, I don't know if we ever really know what's in Anthony Davis's mind because yeah. has he ever spoken yeah. except for wearing a shirt that said, that's all, folks? <laughs> Do, has he ever said anything? Does he not like the basketball direction? Does he not like the city? Is the city too small? Like we don't really know. So you would think, from a basketball perspective, of course he should stay. The team still has, um, Holiday, another you know top, yeah. probably top forty-ish player. And they got like decent, like young guys that I kind of like. I mean, Julius Randle has shown a lot of improvement. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he's going to fit with Zion. That's what I was going to say. They're Zion somewhat similar. Is basically but... a identical better version of him yeah they almost look shoot. alike also their body yeah. types very similar <clears throat> uh they're both left-handed they both probably shoot the ball about the same to be honest like i would say julius might be a little bit better because julius has improved that jump shot but then and julius can drive good signs a way better passer and defender. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah they do offensively and that that's what matters is how are they gonna how would those two players fit together when they probably are going to be both be you know running towards the rim that's their number one thing and yeah, but I I want to see it, regardless it, oh, whether yeah. Julius Randle's there or not. And I think I think we will. Uh, I would hate if Anthony Davis just pulls like a Eli Manning or something, and just says that well I won't play, or I guess Kawhi Leonard is a better example now, yeah. um, because I do want to see it, and I think it's in their best interest to let's see how this goes for a couple months. So we're not like the Pelicans be like we're not gonna never trade you. We're not gonna say we're just, but we want to see. If it works, and if it works, maybe you'll want to stay. And yeah, so just no, I agree us... with that too. I would like to see it at least a little bit because he doesn't. He's not even in the contract here until next summer, right? Yeah, so he's not a free agent. Yeah, so he's so under guess, contract. So I play. guess we'll see. But then, uh, you look at for Memphis. It looks like they'll probably go John Morant from yeah. Murray State, which makes you think then, okay, what's Conley's situation? Yeah. So Con Conley still has two years left on his but deal. But I imagine they'll want to use him as trade bait, so, right? So what kind of team would be willing to take on a huge contract like that? There's there's a lot. Yeah. I guess you, you'd wait until – they probably want to trade him as soon as possible. Yeah. But wait until after this uh, free agent sweepstakes uh, completes. Maybe uh, D'Angelo Russell doesn't go back to the Nets and the Nets have all this cap room or something. There's, there's options. Um, so that's – yeah, that's interesting and – what they're gonna do that obviously you, you want John Morant to you want him I think you want him to be like uh, Luca was this year and just yeah. hand the team over to him yeah. right away to play with Jaron Jackson Jr. and who, that's exactly who doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time and it's gonna yeah so I mean Memphis could value. be you know promising team in the next 
few years. I mean, yep. they got rid of Gasol. Conley looks like he's probably on his way out eventually. I mean, they're just going to hope these young guys pay off. And so it'll be interesting to see, like, what ends up developing with them in a few years. And then the third pick was the Knicks. They're going to get R.J. Barrett, most likely, I imagine. Could be headed to uh, New Orleans. And see, that's the other thing, too, is, yeah, maybe he does. There has been those talks about trading him. So let me see, Andy. Would you do that? Would you trade? What what would they do? Like, trade their uh, RJ their pick to the Pelicans? Yeah. For, like, Anthony Davis or whatever? So, I mean, if I was the, the Pelicans, I'd want, I'd want the pick in and Mitchell I'd, Robinson and Kevin Knox. I What about even, like, Dennis Smith? You think that's a possibility? I don't know if he's even worth anything at this point. Yeah, but I mean, so, okay, okay, I, yeah, I guess then. Definitely Kevin Knox, and then I agree, one more guy, whether it is Mitchell Robinson or maybe Dennis Smith. And if that's the case, all of a sudden Pelicans don't look too shabby the next, mm-hmm. in like the future, because yeah, and they'll have Barrett picks and, and uh, Zion, they're very close. They like playing together. They know how to play together. That would be something else if that those two dom- like were able to dominate together and really start something that would be exciting for me to see or at least i would be like looking forward to watching that but uh yeah this will never know i mean also i mean if that doesn't end up happening and let's say he does stay in uh new york let's say barrett goes to new york knicks fans can't be that upset i mean let's not forget rj barrett was the number one recruit he's not a bad player at all he's a great player yeah so maybe it ends up working out that he ends up becoming like a star that can kind of really help this team. So, I mean, you just never know with the Knicks. The big question mark is this free agent season where, I mean, I told you this already. I think you might've told me because we both pay attention to this stuff. The Knicks are the third favorites to win the NBA title next year. Yeah. They're already like 12 to one. And that's because obviously they, if I'm not mistaken, I heard there's, a 90 or 95 percent chance that a source said that Durant's going to the Knicks. Yeah, it's there's too there's too much point the, towards Somebody it. knows something to make them 12 to one, and I'll go into like odd yeah. stuff later when we talk about our Game of Thrones podcast, which yeah. we're gonna do a special Game of Thrones podcast tonight for you fans out there. But uh, no, you're right for that to be 12 to one, and I said the same thing to you. I think we we were talking about this same thing with the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers are 12 to one, which is like the third favorite, and that tells me that. The Clippers are probably are the top team to probably get Kawhi, yeah. and I think that would be huge for them because the Clippers are already a solid defensive team. I mean, if they they'd have Kawhi, who would they? Who would they? You're the big Clipper guy. Who would they probably be losing this uh, like summer if they were to so, grab Kawhi? Like I like realistically, who probably leaves that team then? So the really only like big free agent that they have on their team is Beverly. Okay, that's what I was thinking too because he brings um, that defense. If you had the Beverly, rest, of, rest of the core is still there together. Danilo still has one more year left. A Zubac is a restricted free agent, which means they can bring him back, but it just depends on you know what kind of offer he's going to get outside. And if the Clippers don't want to use their cap room on someone like who you know couldn't even play in the playoffs this year, really. Um, but the Clippers have room for not only Kawhi but maybe a second guy. They don't think they have room for two maxes, as they say. But if there's a kind of B tier person that Kawhi would want to play with. And that B tier person could be Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Although there's a lot of evidence towards him going to Dallas. Okay. So uh, I think that makes sense. You were, I don't know Luka. if this was just dreaming or what or not, but you said maybe, maybe Deandre Jordan comes back. Yeah. I think that could be one of the, the, the second guy they sign just to someone to, you know, protect the rim and he's still yeah, a fan cool. favorite. So. Yeah. Cause Montrez Harrell, the moment Blake Griffin left town, Montrez Harrell emerged. Yeah, and Harrell is, is not they, a guy you can throw out there at center. He's, they cannot yeah. let him go. I don't think ever. Absolutely no. not. He is amazing to watch, and we get to and we you know we watch more Clipper games than a lot of things because they're one of the teams we get to watch all the time. But so I will say Harrell is a hell of a player. Work plays the game really hard, and so it looks like it is interesting though to see that there are those odds already out, and there are some teams that. You haven't seen that highly favored start a season. The Knicks for a long time. The Clippers maybe ever. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine they were close to twelve yeah, to one when they had years. Paul and uh, yeah. Griffin and Reddick and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, it'll be uh fun to see this free agent season. See what happens. Yeah, I think I think it's exciting because it's a re- realignment. I'm hoping at least, and that like I I hate to see all these guys leave. Except if the people that are leaving are like slowly making the competitors now a little worse so you get new blood in there so like one of them is um there's this guy kevin durant if you're watching the playoffs you don't know who he is because he doesn't play (laughs) 
But um, he's a really good player, and um, he's a free agent. Might go to the New York Knicks. Um, his team, though, is up 3 nothing in the playoffs. They're currently down him. four at the half. What's so, the score? 65-69. Based on how all these games have gone, scoring, they'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, I'm actually glad you brought that up because this was the first time I've seen this that I can remember. The Warriors were actually three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Yeah, at home. And the Warriors were they were the Warriors were actually two and a half point underdogs in Game Three because obviously you know they're in Portland, they come back they beat them so now they're like okay you know what Portland's just can't beat them they were three and a half point favorites today and actually went down to two and a half I think people still like believed in Portland at home but the funny thing is I've never seen this is they were three and a half point favorites which is a pretty decent favorite for like a first half for like a bet to make them favored for the first half but in the first half believe it or not the Blazers were actually favored by half a point. So it just yeah. goes to show you what's been going on in this series, especially games two and three, is Portland has had a good lead at halftime, and then the Warriors just come out in the third quarter. And that's what the Warriors have always done is come out strong in the third. But that score tells me it's going at Golden State's pace, though. Yeah. So Portland might be in trouble in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, Cantor, you know, still probably hasn't eaten, so yeah. might be yeah. a little tired. I think he's got like he hasn't done all that minutes. much. Yeah. Now up north, I think it's more like 820. That's what it had okay. been. So, like, another hour. Yeah, so he's fucked. He's not going to eat this game. He's not even playing anyway. Myers Leonard took over. He's. He, yeah, I think I saw true. he's got, like, close to – he's got, like, 20 points or something in the first half. But uh, should we just – we're already on the topic. Yeah, now that we're there. Yeah. We got natural. that. that we basically already talked about most of it. That series is 3-0. Uh, gold, I mean, Portland, unfortunately, just has not looked – has not come to play the way I was hoping they would. Uh, and then, you know, you get the whole debate that I – and I believe it big time is – this team plays better without Durant. I, I mean, obviously, they're very dominant with him, but without him, just as a team, it's more fluid. Draymond Green, haven't seen him play like this yeah. and since before Durant got there. He's a machine up there. He's getting triple-doubles again. He's I, I, he, I he single-handedly kept them in that game in Game 3 because even when they were down 15 and stuff, he'd get the ball, he'd race it up the court, he'd draw fouls, or he'd find people cutting in or get people open for three. And they went into the half, I think, only down by, like, nine. And then next thing you know, they go on the run, and they end up taking the lead and ended up winning that game. And uh, Steph Curry just becomes more free. He just is able to do more, and it, it's just it, – it, it's definitely a fluid team, and it's hard to stop. And ever since Durant went down, they are 4-0. And yeah. that was a win in Houston, and then Portland twice at home, and now Portland once on the road with this game pending. So – I just think it'll be interesting because obviously when the finals comes around, Durant's going to want to come back, I would imagine, because it's the finals. But And you can't tell him no, but oh, yeah. it's going to be interesting because this team has been in such a rhythm. When Durant comes back, is that going to throw things off? And especially if it is Milwaukee that they end up facing, that's, you know, you're on the road to start that series. So the yeah. last thing you want is to have two bad games and fall down 2-0 to... So, I mean, I don't know. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens when and if he comes back, but I assume he's going to. We, we don't know, right? Like, Yeah, I heard something today that actually said that that calf strain is actually worse than people are thinking. So I, I would worry because, like, today Iguodala's out. Yeah. So you're, you're, running, you're running these guys into the ground, and they're all, besides Clay, I think they're all over 30 now. And just how sustainable is this? Um, you go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee is a tough team, like – those guys, not just Giannis, but, you know, Eric Bledsoe, even though he can't shoot at all, will just, you know, frustrate you so much defensively. They're, you'd be worried that they're going to get exhausted. But it could be set up perfectly that they're going to take out Portland pretty easy, get some rest. Yeah. And then Durant's going to come back, and he'll be able to carry him through the Milwaukee series. But Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are going to go to at least a game five because they lost last night. Yeah. So... They'll have a, a little bit more time to re relax if they can get this win tonight, which, yeah, I agree with you. I think they will. I mean, what was it? Last game they had in the third, it was 39-24 to 24 in the third quarter. That's like, their exact number, but, yeah. That's their shit. Yeah. And I do want to talk a bit about Portland. Um, and I didn't expect them to win a game in the series. I, I called a sweep. I think I said um, five. So they, they played hard. I just think – Portland's kind of maxed out what they do, and the people thought that this year if they didn't win in the first round, like what would they do? Would they blow up the team, try something different? Um, and 
here I need to uh, have a real hot take here. Uh-oh. I'm gonna have to trash one of your favorite players. Uh, Damian Lillard just not he's not the guy to to take a team to the championship. I think yeah. he, could, he could be in that Kyrie Irving role uh, with the like 2016 Cavs. Yeah, because he he can hit incredible shots. He has tons of confidence. But to me, he's like he's a slightly worse Allen Iverson, and that's just yeah. He I he doesn't do the other stuff you need to win a game. He's he's the anti Draymond Green, where Draymond Green isn't going to knock down threes and put up incredible shots, but he's going to do all the little things: defense, passing. Yeah, I won't completely disagree with that. I think he does. He, you're right. I think that I think Iverson's a good comparison. He's an electric scorer. It's exciting to watch, but yeah, he does. It's doesn't do the other little things that make you a champion. You know, or even like, like like Curry. Like people think, oh, Curry's just a three point shooter, but he's also an incredible finisher. But he also he's, he's a good passer, re- rebounder. Yeah. He, too. yeah, he's always chasing the ball, and he has really quick hands. He's not the best defender, but he's got great hands, and it's and so Lillard does too. But uh, I just think he, Lillard's. He's just overrated, in my opinion, because he hits big shots, and he's a cool player. That's It's like he's – there's a, a cool guy. all style, no substance. I'm not going to say that far. There's a lot of substance there, but it's there's not as much substance as a lot of the other big names in the NBA. Now, they uh, also said, I think yesterday, he's got a separated rib or something. Yeah, shit. from when he yeah. fell in game two diving for a ball. This is, like, this is not based on his performance. I know, but I'm just bringing that up. Like, how bad is that? I mean, he's still, I think, is yeah. shooting fine. I think it's just something that they're just saying now. Like, they always try to find, I feel like, an excuse at some point to just be like, oh, well, he's playing with separated ribs. It's like, okay, well, I'm sure he's yeah. – I mean, that sucks, but, I mean, he's still out there. There's also this thing in the NBA where teams led by small guys don't don't make it. That, like, the Pistons with Isaiah Thomas are kind of like the example – where it did work, but that those teams were really deep and had all these like tough big guys and stuff. That you know, Chris Paul didn't get there. John Stockton didn't, didn't get there. Jason Kidd won a title as you know, like a ninth man or something. Gary Payton's team got to the finals and lost. It just it, there isn't like a lot of examples of like the great small guys ever carrying a team to the finals. No, yeah, you're right. They usually need they need their help. Yeah. So yeah, he'll probably and he's he's been one of those guys that's always been very loud about you know, I don't need to join a super team or have these super yeah, I'm turn this into that. a super team. So we'll see. I mean, maybe he's just gonna go down as an Allen Iverson, a guy that does, you know, average, you know, in his career twenty five, twenty six points a game and, you know, gets close maybe a couple times, but maybe just never quite gets there especially on his own maybe when he gets a little older maybe five six years from now he does join someone if he does does still have any game left then maybe yeah well i mean something but jason terry played what like 45 years after he was already done yeah Yeah. and it seems like that could be what damian lillard does for the same thing yeah end of career like he's he's way better overall But he can play that role. Yeah, they say that depends because I think like a player like Jason Terry, that's kind of what his role always was with six yeah, man yeah. and stuff. So with someone like Damian Lillard, I think it's going to be a little more difficult to eventually tell him like, hey, no, you got to be a bench guy. I mean, look at Carmelo. Carmelo didn't want to come off the bench, and right now that guy doesn't even have a job in the NBA. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, moving on to the Eastern series, then Toronto and Milwaukee. Yeah. It's been about how I think I expected it to go so far. Milwaukee. So- I have to ask you this as a gambler. Did you get any uh, Tim Donahue vibes from uh, Game Three? Uh, it was kind of I don't know. It was tough because I was on the golf course. Oh, okay. <laughs> I well, actually didn't get to watch anything, but I did hear certain like should have been double dribbled called a couple like or something or like that. I did yeah. see that blocking foul on Giannis that looked like it wasn't. That kind of looked more like a like a or what do they call? They called a. They called it a foul. block on Giannis, and they said maybe it should have been a charge. I thought it was the right call, okay. but it was still questionable. And, like, the I don't know if it was Reggie who was doing the game said, like, that would have gone the other way in Milwaukee, and they're probably yeah. right. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, especially when it comes to, like, sports stuff, but I do know that ultimately – I mean, you obviously can't guarantee to make this happen, but – the fact of the matter is, is obviously these networks want these series to drag out. Yeah, that's the conspiracy, is that if Golden State's going to sweep, you don't want two sweeps. So. Yeah, so yeah. they want these series to drag out, and I do believe that, but it's like sometimes you just can't 
do it. I mean, like one year the Lakers went 12 and 0 to start the playoffs. I mean, that year they beat the Sixers. It's like you just can't. And then with that said, though, with the good example of that is they did go 12 and 0 that season to beat the to get into the finals. And then I imagine they did have a decent rest. I don't know the exact amount, but I I could imagine it was a decent rest they had. And then sure enough, they did lose game one of that series. Then ended up winning the next four and went 16 and one in that playoffs. But that rest thing does hurt them a little bit. So, but yeah, you're right. They don't want, you know, no basketball for a few days because they always have a set date on when the finals start. I don't know what it is this year, but I know it's usually like that first week in June. Yeah. I saw it would, it would have been nine days off if they both swept. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, so they're going to, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with that. But I do agree that it is like they do want these series to go longer. So when it when they do have the chance to have a call that's that close, you know, sometimes it probably will go the favoring the team that's not doing as well right now. But, you know, it did help them, I guess. But at the same thing, you know, Siakam is at the free throw line with seven seconds left up by two, and he misses both. So, I mean – you know, you can only do so much. I mean, Siakam, the, the, the game could have been put away right there, but, you know, those missed free throws, especially at the end of the games, come in to haunt you later on. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. I mean, this has got, but it's gone about as well as I, about it, what I thought so far. Milwaukee took game one, even though Toronto led like the whole way. Milwaukee ended up showing that game that they are the much better team. And then game two, they ended up uh, winning again, this time more of a blowout. And then, Game three, it looked like Toronto would kind of cruise, but then Milwaukee, just Toronto, that's their problem with their offense. They did it in game seven against Philly also. They'll have an eight, nine-point lead. Four possessions later, they're up by two. I mean, that's just what happens. They go on these droughts where they don't score, and then, you know, they'll give up points. So, ultimately, I still think Milwaukee wins the series. I think it'll end up being in five. I think Milwaukee goes back to Toronto tomorrow, and I think they get the win because I think Toronto has run Kawhi Leonard into the ground. He already has been talking about sore legs. He played 52 minutes last game. He looked and tired he got a little in the hurt. quarter in the first game. And, yes, he did get a little hurt. I think Kawhi Leonard's not going to have much more in the tank. And Milwaukee's going to be able to win that game. And then you travel back to Milwaukee, still tired, because I imagine he's going to have to play good minutes tomorrow. And then uh, it's just going to be, I think Milwaukee will just get ahead and that crowd will go crazy. And I think Milwaukee ends up winning the series in five. But, uh. We'll see. What I thought was interesting was they showed the stats of when Kawhi Leonard covered Giannis yesterday. And I guess he was like one for eight or one for nine from the field and only had four points in the in the time wow. that Giannis was – or that uh, or two points or whatever by the time that uh, Leonard was covering him and had like a couple turnovers. So it's interesting if they're going to go with that again. You know, if he's a little smaller, but, if, but Kawhi can contain him a little bit. To be honest, the whole – series has been pretty ugly to watch yeah it's not not every like player Lopez has been shooting 30 foot well, yeah like so brooke geez. lopez has been horrible in some games and great in others oh, yeah. marcus saul has been mostly worthless but was oh, good wow. yesterday yeah. wow marcus saul has been worthless. I don't, marcus saul seems like he is 48 like he's just a guy who comes <laughs> in at the gym yeah with the knee brace and he's like i only stand out here where it's like marcus saul used to operate out of the, the high post like i always he was so frustrating as a player he'd get the ball and kind of lean back into someone Either turn and face or find a cutter and stuff. He was, you know, he ran a really good team in Memphis, and now he's just, I don't know what he does. He just sits there out at the three-point line and shoots flat-footed shots. Yep. Yeah, and then Middleton and Bledsoe were just just god-awful yesterday, just bricking everything. Giannis wasn't very good either. George Hill kind of saved him. And and then on the other side, like Siakam, that was his only good game of the playoffs, it seems like. I don't know what's with the Raptors. Lowry, I think, was better, but then fouled out. Yeah, and I remember saying ugly. in the podcast last week how the only way Toronto had any chance was Lowry doing good, and sure enough, that game one, he's he he wanted it. They um, they should have won game one. I mean, Toronto could. Crazy thing is, Toronto could easily be up two one in the series. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think Milwaukee wins this in five, but Toronto is still at home tomorrow. If Toronto does win that game, if someone like Lowry does step up and kind of can take some weight off of Leonard's shoulders or Siakam. Or maybe even Marcus All comes through. They uh, all of a sudden the series is interesting again. You know, if it's two-two, all of a sudden, I mean, we got ourselves a series. But uh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll look for that next game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. should be should be another good one, especially because it's in Toronto. I think right now Milwaukee is currently a two-point favorite. Yep. Which I think is about right. 
I mean, I think they, the fact of how they did play that game and kept it close, took it into two overtimes on the road, like they have the right to be favored in that game. But, All right. Uh, well, does that wrap up uh, basketball? I think so. Yeah. Guess All right. Got a. Well, before we oh, move yes. into this, that portion of the podcast was brought to you by Simple Dog, the leash that is quicker and easier, and it works through the dog's current heart collar or harness every single okay. time. I jack that up every single time. For a limited time, Tony Steak listeners, that's you guys, can get 25% off and free shipping when you use promo code Tony. How about you spell that out for them there, Anthony? T-O-N-Y. Fantastic. So head to Simple Doggy, that's 2Gs.com, and use promo code TONY for 25% off and free shipping. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, now we got a little bit of business out of the way. Should we uh, press forward? Yes. So we do have uh, another sport going on still that's got the playoffs, and one of those teams is already in their finals, and that is the Boston Bruins. Did quick work of the Carolina Hurricanes sweeping. And what I thought is interesting this year in the East – there was a sweep in every round. <laughs> there was the first round, the Islanders swept the Penguins and the Blue Jackets swept the uh, the Lightning. Mm-hmm. In the second round, the uh, Hurricanes swept the Islanders. And then in this round, the Bruins swept the Hurricanes. Yeah, so and the, the Bruins went seven games in their first round. It's like... Yeah, the Bruins have been... Uh, they're, they're getting hot, though. I've always said that team is very balanced. And then meanwhile in the West, uh, we've got a series that I expected to go at least six. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, though, have dropped the last two and are now down 3-2 to the Blues. Yeah, I heard it was one of the, one of the worst games ever played by a hockey team in a playoffs? playoff game. Especially, yesterday. and I bet being at home has probably something so. to do with that, too, like that stat. Yeah. That, yeah, I did not expect them to come out that flat 5-0. But uh, they go back to St. Louis, and that St. Louis crowd is going to be hyped, and this is a very good... St. Louis team, that goalie who came in with like 30 games left, 40 games left this year has been the reason that they're even still in this. He's been great this year, and he's getting hot again here. He's only given up one goal in the last two games now. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, how he does there. And I think one of the big things that fired up this team was uh, the whole controversy in Game 3 when San Jose won in overtime and there was a hand pass and they even came out and said it should have been a hand pass. It should have been ruled dead. That play should have never counted because the guy slapped the puck and he got it, slapped it right to another guy who passed it to a wide open guy on the Sharks who was at point blank and scored the goal. And the funny thing about all of that is they gave the assist to Timo Meyer, who's the one that slapped it. So both those guys got the assist on the play. And that to me is hilarious because the internet was just freaking out. Like, are you kidding me? Like this guy literally got a hand pass assist. So it was pretty, uh, NHL really fucked themselves on that one. So I think they're actually very happy that St. Louis has won these next two games. Cause it's kind of like, okay, you know, if St. Louis ends up winning the series, we can all just forget about that and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, St. Louis is a good team. If it's St. Louis, Boston, I think we're going to have a very good defensive and goaltending matchup. So, We'll be able to see, but I don't count the Sharks out yet. That team is very stacked, and if they win game six, they're going to get all the momentum back going home. So Yeah, they're certainly capable. And it did seem, yeah, at that point, like, oh, it's almost meant to be. that They're, they're kind of like a good story with the, some of the veterans they have. Um, yeah, and then that blown call, it's like maybe some sometimes things just works out that way. But, but yeah, now it looks like it's going to be a St. Louis-Boston final instead of a Saint, or San Jose but we did say, remember, whoever won that Boston-Toronto uh, matchup there heading into Game 7, we're like, we think that's good. Yeah, team to they, win. they and got to face Columbus instead of yeah. Tampa Bay, and then I looked at the other one too, so yeah, I agree. We All did. the teams kind of just imploded this year. It's, I mean, I, I don't know, because neither of us are, are – I'm not – really a fan you're I wouldn't you're not a super fan of hockey no yeah I definitely I How, enjoy watching it but I mean I don't know hockey players and stats as well as like you know baseball basketball football it's definitely my weakest knowledge of I wonder how satisfied the fans are because I mean I I don't necessarily like if you watch like NCAA tournament which has some randomness in it when it is like somehow a four seed versus a six seed or something in the final yeah. where it's like no those weren't the best teams all along I think I think it honestly goes 50 50 I mean I think 
when it ends up being in the Stanley Cup, I think it obviously depends where you are. Like here in the West Coast, if this Stanley Cup would have been Carolina St. Louis, I think it would have had very low ratings. Yeah. But Boston, just because it is Boston, will still probably give some ratings. If it's Boston San Jose, which I think is what they probably wanted, I think that would have gotten some ratings because you do have California, you have Boston. It's the whole Northern California, Boston thing, you know, whatever. Or California versus uh, Boston thing. And then you've got the fact of how Joe Thornton's never won a ring. He'd be going against the team that drafted him all the way back in 97. So, I mean, you get all those things. So, I think San Jose-Boston would have more ratings than St. Louis-Boston. But, I don't know. It just depends. Because then also you have, like, certain places. You have a lot of people that like to cheer for those underdogs. So, like, obviously last year that Stanley Cup probably had a lot of ratings because it was Vegas in their first season. And then it was Ovechkin. But Vegas was also one of the better teams all along. Yeah, no, but it was still yeah. their first time yeah. being in the playoffs. What I, I don't season. like is when – you say like the New York Giants, when they have like a team that's have those runs like that, or they're like the sixth seed or something, or you know, well, they were the wild card. Another good example is the other Giants, the San Francisco yeah, ones. Giants always would sneak in and win the World Series. Um, but in baseball, I think any team that gets in is, is oh, yeah. worthy. Yeah, exactly. And that's almost the same thing with hockey. Football and basketball, you usually – Kind of know who like basketball. No one ever wins outside of the top. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you normally know who's gonna be there. Football, there could be some little things, but you ultimately can pick two teams on each conference, and like those two are for sure. One of those two, four teams, two of those four teams are gonna be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like we all knew the Rams and Saints and Chiefs and Patriots was probably gonna be the final four this past season, but yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean yeah, we'll see. Be uh. Hopefully it's just a good Stanley Cup. That's all people can ask for, you know, like a nice little game seven that maybe goes into double overtime, some excitement like that. that yeah, that would be a lot. I don't know if we can expect that, but yeah. but hopefully not a Boston sweep. Yeah, I mean, if, if this we'll ends up that. just, you know, being one of those things where Boston does face St. Louis and that series is just boring and done in four or five games, then, yeah, that sucks. But I guess that's why we have basketball playoffs too. Hopefully those are a little more exciting this year. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the NBA Finals, whoever it may be. Bucks Warriors. Yeah, most likely. But. What if it's Ra- what if it's Raptors Portland? You know, well, I would hey. put your money down on that now. I don't even know what odds yeah. those would be going at to say that that would be the finals matchup. I think I saw like Portland was like two hundred to one or something. <laughs> Portland's up nine, five right. minutes left in the third. So there you go. All right, they're down to hundred to one now to win. Yeah. <laughs> anything? Uh, anything else for the sports world? Uh, I do want to touch on the fact that there is a baseball season going on. And we do this Where? all the time when we talk about it that, you know, you, you just it's just there. It's in the background. Yeah. Uh, and it is be... happening. So go look at the standings now, and it seems like, oh, this seems right. If you if you checked it. Yeah. It seems I, like this is kind of – it feels like this is our so these are I, playoff teams already. I actually already, was so. watching MLB Network today, and they had their power – the power ratings came out, and then all the players gave their power ratings, and then Eric Burns gave his, and he was like – this isn't even close. These are the five teams, and it was number one was the Astros, number two Dodgers, three Yankees, four was the Cubs, and then five was the Red Sox. And he was even saying, like, because the Red oh, Sox are getting my hot. Twins. Well, some other guy did have the Twins yeah. up there as three, but they think he thinks the tw- uh, Burns thinks the Twins are going to slow down or whatever and just likes the, says, like, those five teams are by far the best five. It's not even close in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. I mean, I was already saying I think it is going to be either Yankees, Dodgers, or Astros, Dodgers. I don't see any way around that, unless obviously injuries. But what's going to be most, the most exciting is, and I say this all the time, is playoff trade. I mean, the MLB trade deadline is always where moves get made, and that's always the big thing. I mean, there's still some good players out there that don't even have a job right now, like Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keuchel, guys that have been there before, guys that have rings. And uh, Why do you have to hurt me like that? What? The only reason they have rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm saying, hey, maybe those guys join the Dodgers. Oh. Maybe that's what the Dodgers are them. missing. I don't those want them. Two guys. You'll want them if they bring you a ring. I don't no, need another soft-tossing lefty. After no, I was going to say, there's, yeah, I know, and Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, plus they don't they don't have room for Kimbrell. But they were saying, like, Kimbrell could go to a team. Like, one guy liked the thought of Kimbrell going to the Twins, having him be in yeah. that bullpen and see what they can do. So, yeah, it'll be uh, – It'll be exciting when that time comes around. We're about a month and a half away from that. Like about July is when the baseball season starts getting a little exciting. You start to see teams break away, and you start to see those trades, and yeah, you see what happens. And the weather gets warmer, so balls fly out of the park a little bit more. 
there'll be there'll be one surprise at least. But like you see, oh, like yeah. the Phillies have kind of separated themselves. They made a, made a bunch of moves this off season, and it's like they yeah. look like oh, they're the best team there. Yeah. Um, the Cubs have made their the comeback. Why did we ever write the Cubs off? Yeah, it's like no, you look right. at that lineup again. And you're like, wow, how stupid are we? Yeah, and the Chris fact Bryant that and Kyle Hendrick is looks like he's pitching yeah. the way he pitched when he won the Cy Young a couple years ago. He look every time I look at his starts, he's gone eight innings and thrown like 88 pitches, and he's got yeah. nine strikeouts, one walk, and two hits. I mean, he's just he's just been he's dominated again. And then Lester seems to always just get by. Yeah, <laughs> he seems to just get by. I mean, that's about as well as I can say it. I mean, I think the Cubs would be a team that go out and try to get another starter because I don't know if you can keep trusting. Cole Hamels and uh, Jose Quintana and uh, well and you Darvish yeah it's bad. so we'll see so I like we'll to... get into more baseball talk in the summer so I this imagine. weekend I just wanted to look at some stats and ESPN I just clicked on the Cubs check their pitching stats and somehow I don't know that's an error in their database it was showing me a bunch of pitchers that weren't on their team and I was able to figure it out it was the 2013 Padres pitching stats. So I had like Jason Marquis and Eric Stoltz and and um, oh, yeah. Edinson Volquez, and I was like, "What is this? How is this happening?" And you click on the players, and everything turned to Spanish. So what I don't know what was going on with the ESPN's the databases on Saturday morning, but but yeah, the real pitching staff of the Cubs has actually been uh, better than we expected. I think that what that means is they're moving Major League Baseball to Mexico. I mean, they already did this year. No, I mean, they're moving all of the teams. Oh. Yeah. Because they like it better. Big yeah. move, yeah. They'll all be there. They'll all be beer and buckets just sitting buckets there. Buckets of beer and cheap Players land. can go in there and grab beers out of yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah. You have, like... What a country. Think about, like, season two of Eastbound and Down. Think about in a Mexico. lot. <laughs> It'll be that. <laughs> all right. Any more uh, baseball talk or anything else that we wanted to... No, I think... Uh, that does it? About do it for sports, this segment. Yeah. It's been real. I look forward to talking more uh, playoff stuff next week. But uh, you've been listening to episode 115 of the Tony's Take podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment pod. And tonight we're doing a, a special season finale Game of Thrones talk. That'll be a standalone. Series finale. Series finale, rather. It'll be a standalone episode, so you can uh, see that as well. So check out those. But uh, I am Sean. Joined with me, we had Tony the Pony Cats. Yes. And off-road, I crossed my leg, Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.